Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, but what you should know by now, if you want to get involved at any time here on this program, the best way to do so is, of course, on Twitter. That's where we'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and even your reactions at Wesley Euler at Body 52 Duh body. Motsi, it's Friday. It's late August. It's Beautiful day outside. We've got college football this weekend, which if you know what that means, it means NFL football is right around the corner. Well, I mean, NFL football is right around the corner. The Steelers play a preseason game on Sunday, but regular season NFL football is right around the corner. (laughs) How we doing, partner? Well, um... I'm thirsty. Uh, I are you full transparency. I have an orange juice and my hands have lotion on it, and the bottle has a little bit of condensation up there. So prior to us coming on air, I had asked my my colleague, my partner in crime. I said, "Could uh, you could you play the role of dad and open this juice for me?" And my hands keep slipping off. See, I thought you were joking around. I was so serious, bro. I thought I'm okay. I'm gonna open and, and this. You, and you see, this you is, just did it too. This is <laughs> you just did it too. Now I'm cautious. I don't want to like rip this this tab off of the thing here so, so and then I'm, ruin I'm actually, it for everybody. I'm very thirsty right now, actually, and I'm looking. Ah, there we there go. We go. I, I greatly See, appreciate you. We need, a, we need, we need they, to show you. live stream Thank for you. this reason. I can tell you got kids now, man. The, the way you opened up that orange right there was beautiful. I'm not kidding. Yeah, right before dude. we went on air, Moat said, uh, "Can you? Can we do the father son thing? Can you open this for me?" You know, I, thought, my, I thought I thought you I was were so kidding. serious, bro. He was actually he yeah. was very serious. My hands were like just took a huge swing. Bro, my hands were like. 
liquidy. I'm I can sorry, open it up, I thought you were yeah. kidding. You're so like, serious. hey, can you get this for me? And I'm I like, like oh. I, I really can't open it. Pushing yeah. the buttons here to start the show. I really can't open it. Looking at me like, no, no, I'm serious. But I do I do appreciate that. See, that's that's teamwork right there, man. You know, I can be vulnerable like that around you. So now I feel amazing it's because the second bottle of juice I had to yeah, open today. My, my, my vocals feel properly, you know, uh, um, refreshed now mm. with this simply orange orange juice. I feel Lathered. good, you know. So I'm ready to go. Yeah. So it's Friday. It's a great day because we have games this weekend, man. College football obviously starting up, but more importantly, we got Steelers action on Sunday, and um, I'm excited, man, because I did go back and watch uh, that Jaguars tape again. Steelers Jaguars. And I left with a couple of uh, new nuggets that I'm excited for us to potentially discuss at some point in time today, man. Well, let's do it. Let's hop yeah, right man. into it. Um, do these do these new nuggets from the Keen Football Eye, mm-hmm. Professor Motes, uh, they are specific to Sunday's preseason game? Uh, absolutely, yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. along the lines of things you're looking for. You better believe it. So let's start there. Professor Motes, Sunday, 430, Acrisure Stadium, Detroit Lions, final preseason tune-up for the black and gold. What are you looking for? I'm looking for Mark Robinson first off. Um, I thought when I went back and watched him again, just him for every single snap, everything he was doing pre-snap, post-snap, yo, he put together a heck of a game. I'm sold to the to the uh, extent that I'm ready to see him get a legitimate opportunity with that first unit this weekend. I want to see what he did against the Jaguars, if that's a flash in the pan or if that's more of his norm because I thought that he was the best of both worlds of a Devin Bush and a Robert Spillane. He had the athletic ability, the ranginess of a Devin Bush. He had the smarts and the playmaking and productivity of a Robert Spillane, but he also had the arriving with bad intentions. When you talk about taking away the thought process of, hey, am I fitting this blocker on the right side? Am I fundamentally sound right here? He wasn't concerned with any of those things. He was just going to making plays, Um, watching him take on pullers, watching him take on lead blockers. He wasn't doing a lot of, man, how do I right shoulder, wrong shoulder, et cetera. He was saying, if I can beat this guy and make a play, he was going to make the play. And if he couldn't, he was arriving with such bad intentions that it would blow up the play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then even, and it wasn't perfect, but even when he missed the tackle, man, I saw this dude miss a tackle and still going to get a tackle for a loss on the same play, all because of his effort. And then you throw the athletic ability on top of it. I'm just looking at him I'm like, okay, you can man cover, you were zone covering. You communicated pre-snap, you communicated post-snap. You not only showed me that you want to be a player, you actually went out there and made plays. So not only did you show me potential, but you showed me productivity. And now you got my attention. Now I need to know if that's real. Because if that is real, Mm -hmm. that Mark Robinson that showed up against the Jaguars, if that is accurate, to me, he has to be the guy that you you start grooming, that you start making him be ready. Because the closing speed that he played with and displayed on Saturday – I haven't seen that except with, like, Ryan Shazier and Lawrence Timmons in terms of that last two to three yards. Can you close on on the ball carrier and arrive with bad intentions and be violent and increase your speed? Hmm. That's what he was doing on Saturday. You talk about the leadership, the passion. We ask, man, do all the guys care at times, right? Whether it's comments people make in interviews or when you're watching them on tape, and it's just like, dude, I don't know, man. He doesn't seem like he's all the way into it. You don't have to question that with Mark. Mark, man, he wore his heart on his sleeve in his Jaguars game, and it was also impressive to see how it was such a drastic change of events from him week one preseason versus this second preseason Mm -hmm. game. And that's why, to me, I'm like, I need to see what this looks like, this final you know, one. But I want to see him get a legitimate chance to run with those guys because I think that 
you know, if if he can replicate what he did, I think it's going to be extremely hard to keep him off that field. Just mm-hmm. based on what Robert Splain is in terms of we know he's productive, but he's limited athletically. Devin Bush is the contrast, right? Athletically, he's very gifted, but productivity hasn't been there. To me, Mark Robinson was the best of both worlds in that Jaguars game. The only thing I have that I'm concerned with him is just the youth because he, okay. had, he, he had two blown assignments where it wasn't it didn't kill us. But if you're talking about the uh, multiplying effect of, okay, if he's playing this many snaps and he had this many mental errors, if he played this much, would that be sure, too much and sure. so forth? So those are some of the questions and concerns. But I will say the reason I'm also a lot more higher or more open to him getting that opportunity with the ones, whereas when I talk about Kenny, I'm a little bit more hesitant, is the position they play. Okay. Kenny plays at quarterback. That is a position where if you have three bad plays, you lose 21 zip. Mm-hmm. Let's be real about it. It's the truth. It's night and day. Whereas Mark can miss a tackle. Mark can drop a coverage. Mark can have bad effort. Mark can look like he can't get off a block. Mark can look like he doesn't want to go make a tackle. (laughs) Mark can look like he doesn't know how to play at times. And you can still survive it, right? You can. Because we've already seen that. Whereas at quarterback, it's not the same. So that's why for me, it's like. not created equal in that regard. So that's why for me with quarterback, I'm way more hesitant. I'm like, I need to see more. It's, It's the difference with Kenny. But for me with Mark. It's like, man, you're at a position where I can I can get away because you don't have to be Batman. You can legit be Robin. We mm-hmm. got Miles Jack. Right. But I just need to know, can I trust you? Can, can that Jaguars version show up again this week? And if it can, to me, I think that he's very much in that conversation early on in the season to start for this team. I I can tell you what, uh, that has – that Mark Robinson, you know – hype train. I don't know if we can call it a hype train because, like, George Pickens, that's a hype train, right? But the Mark Robinson, I think, just respect and the Mark Robinson um, conversation is being had by by a lot of Steelers fans and media right now, and rightfully so. Yes, indeed. And and so I think you are onto something there, particularly, you know, not just if he can go out on Sunday and repeat that, but if he can go out on Sunday and even show a little bit mm-hmm. more, um, look like he picked up on a few things throughout the week. Mm-hmm. That that to me would go a long way in that. And and I'm with you. You're more willing to throw, you know. Hey, let's let's throw Mark Robinson into the fire and yep. see what happens, right? As opposed to uh, let's throw Kenny out there and see if he can swim, right? Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's a little different. You, you drowning that quarterback is a lot gory. It's a lot more gory. It hurts this team a lot more than yes. you drowning that linebacker or yes. any of these you other. You could throw a linebacker over the boat and say, "All right, let's see if this guy can swim." Absolutely. You, you don't you don't want to do that with a, a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be honest too. Uh, you don't want to do that with a rookie quarterback. With the way the Steelers' offensive line has been performing at some times as well, yeah. Going um, back and rewatching that game again, you, you got to be you yeah. got to be more cautious there. That O line definitely definitely had one of them nights. Yeah, they had one of them nights. They did. That's another thing we'll be looking for on Sunday. Yeah. I would imagine that was probably something else that you mm-hmm. that you had in your notes there. Oh, you better believe it, man. Um, is it you know because a lot of that conversation this past week has has um, revolved around the left guard position, mm-hmm. but it's. It's it's much more than that, isn't it? Yeah, but well, let's talk about the left guard though, because to me, I thought that um, early on, Kendrick Green definitely struggled. I thought that when Kevin Dotson came in, he was a calming presence. I thought that he was very good in the run and in the pass game, even on plays where he was out there, where it was a tackle for loss and it was on his side. It wasn't his guy. He was blocking the heck out of his man. He was up on the second level on some of these plays. But we understand with the offensive line, it was that popcorn feeling as well. So. Even when he would play well, if somebody else played bad on that play, 
is going to be a bad play, you know, and that was kind of the thing that Dotson and I was seeing with him. I thought that Kendrick Green, though, and I wanted to give him his props for this. Early on, yeah, he was absolutely horrendous, and rightfully so for them to pull him out. But I would be remiss if I did not say when he came back in the fourth quarter, he was probably our best offensive lineman then. That's around that same time when John LeGlue got beat for the mm-hmm. safety. The offensive line, the tackles were struggling in a major way. To me, I thought that Kendrick – he ran, he was his run blocking was better than his pass blocking was better. But the difference was the matchup. He wasn't going against a legitimate, you know, starter in this league like an Arden Key is. He was going against a depth guy, a rotational guy who still is an NFL caliber player, but it's not the same caliber of what you're going to be seeing in a regular season. But the thing that I did like with Kendrick was the simple fact that, man, you handled that adversity. It was tragic, but you at least came back and finished a lot better. Correct. You look good in a matchup that you should look good in. So at least that gives me some type of hope of, all right, if I know you're going to be limited against some of the higher-end talent, cool. But can I at least trust you that, man, if Dotson isn't available, because you look at the history of Kevin Dotson last season, the year before that, and even this year in training camp, he missed a lot of time. Remember, he missed, what, a week and a half, almost two weeks of training camp. Mm-hmm. Didn't play in the first game. Mm-hmm. After, after struggling with you injuries know? last year. Yeah. So it's like you're going to need to know who you can rely upon to be his backup. Kendrick Green, like I said, in the fourth quarter, I thought that he showed some things. The biggest question, though, is going to be when he has to face legit NFL caliber players, can he be a consistent guy or is he going to be a liability? Because those first two series, he was a liability. Like, I can't even sugarcoat that. He was a liability. Like, he's one of those dudes you're watching, like, you're going to get somebody hurt. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like I said, in the fourth, when he came back out there, it was competent. But you had to grade it on the scale because of the matchup. But with that offense line, that's definitely, you know, at that left guard position, that's kind of how I felt with it. I think that even a guy like J.C. Hassanauer, you could get away with him as a left guard. I know they were playing him at center, but he's got experience as a left guard. He can do that. John LeGlue typically does play well. I thought last year when he came in, he played better as a left guard than he did at the other positions. But for some reason, he was struggling in that game at right guard against the Jaguars. Yeah. So that was one of the things I was just like, man, is that not his natural side? I know when I talked to Kevin Dotson, he's spoken on that before as well. But to me, Dotson has been able to understand that left side and really get comfortable over there. So I'm wondering, could that partly be why LeGlue struggled? Because typically he's a lot better than that. But that's definitely, you know, where I was at when I watched that offensive line again yeah. and again. And again. Know? And again. Because it was like, I don't oh, know. I feel like I've watched this game like, like four a, times That's a now, trilogy bro. right there. Yeah, four I, times. I, I've watched this game a lot, bro. I just love football. You know that, man. Anytime I, I get, like, actual, like, football being played. Especially yeah. this, too, because as weird as it is, mm-hmm. I mean, you can really – you can you can get the full snapshot of the entire roster. Yeah, because it's man. not just the first team out yeah. there. So you can you can watch. The I can film talk to you about a really Carlos Patel. I can talk to you about then, a Lyndon yeah. Stevens. I yeah. can talk to you about a, a Hamilcar Rashid, who I think put himself in position to legitimately be outside linebacker three. Um, if we got time, I could talk about him as well, man. We do, he yeah. Was you know what? Why, since we since we did since we already talked about kind of Mark Robinson and what was going on there off ball terms mm-hmm. at the linebacker position, you and I. It, listen, it, it wasn't very long into training camp where we had our CCWP, mm-hmm. calm, concerned, worried, panicked conversation about the edge rusher depth behind the the the, the two stalwarts, TJ Watt and, and Alex Highsmith. We're still having that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Could, uh, he's got to have a cool car-related nickname with that last name. That's his first name, though. Could Mr. Could Mr. Uh, Monster... Yeah. Tr- uh, yeah. Or first name, sorry, you're yeah, right. Yeah, his yeah. first name, yeah. Could Mr. Uh, muscle Car? 
Could Mr. Yeah, could Mr. Muscle Car uh, solve the problem? I was trying to yeah, think of something cool say, I don't on the spot. Work, I'm sorry. I, I don't failed. think that's going to work, man. I'm sorry. Hamilcar Car is, is just a unique name in its own right. Muscle Hamster? No, mm-hmm. that was Maurice Jones. He, he, he just, I think his nickname is his name. Okay. I think that's okay. that's where he's at right now. I'll, I'll let you be the decider. Yes, that's. I mean, it's, it's Hamilcar. That's you telling me to shut up without it, telling it, me to shut it's up. It's because the name is Hamilcar. I'm like, bro, I don't. I don't think you Muscle got Muscle Car. You don't got a lot of options. Mister Muscle Car. When it comes to Hamilcar, it, it's kind of like Arthur. It's not a lot of uh, not a lot of room with that. You got Art, Artie, and I don't like either, so I go Arthur. Hamilcar, would you going Hammy? Going Car? Ah, I just don't hit the same name. It ain't the same, man. Ham- so you just got to roll with it. Certain people just got to roll with it. Okay. Hamilcar okay. is his name. Hamilcar. Yeah. But um, I thought that he played well, man. Um, He was a surprise for me, a major surprise. Uh, more so than Mark Robinson because at least, Mark, I've seen some of what he showed on Saturday. I've seen some of that already. Just wasn't as consistent as it was on Saturday. Hamilcar, though, I thought that he was very productive, not just as a pass rusher but as a run defender. Um, When I watch him heavy hands – Technique really good. I thought that he was also um, explosive in certain elements. I wasn't. I was a little bit surprised by that because he has really good size, like prototypical outside linebacker size. But I just thought the more I watched him again, thought that he was a natural pass rusher. I thought I like him better rushing from the left side. His left going against right tackles, okay. then I liked him against his on his right side going against left tackles. He could still rush well on both sides, but I just think that he's better going against rights than he is against lefts. Um, in terms of playing the run, though, I think he plays the right side way better on the run than he does on the left side. But I like that positional flexibility when you're talking about outside linebacker three. You need a guy that can do both sides. Sure. Um, and now when you're talking about some of the things that he was actually able to do in game, I thought that um, in terms of his rush, natural long arm, his ability to uh, retrace or counter at the top of his rush, I definitely like that. He had a nice pressure on one of the plays to force an errant pass. Um, I also thought that he played with good passion as well, man. I saw him make a couple of plays in the back where he's getting up, he's beating on his chest like it matters to him. And that's something that you want to see. You want to see that it matters. I hate that we have to start talking about that, but that has become a theme a little bit, you know, of, all right, does it matter to this guy or not? Um, and I'd also say, as he can, in, in terms of how Hamilcar stacks up against a Jannard Avery and a Derek Tuska, I think that Jannard is more explosive, but Jannard is a shorter and more compact player than Hamilcar. Hamilcar is your prototypical outside linebacker. I think that Jannard is a better edge rusher, but I think that Hamilcar is more disciplined. Gotcha. And when you talk about some of the contain and losing the contain, that's one of the things that Jannard was struggling with in the game. I liked his ability to win early, but he would have to be a lot more disciplined, whereas Hamilcar is a lot more disciplined. But I don't think he is as gifted as a rusher. I still think they're both good rushers, or at least they have the potential to be. But I think that Hamilcar is just a slight, a slight step down. But I think he is a lot better as a pass rusher than Derek Tuska. I think that Derek and Hamilcar... I think Derek is more consistent playing and playoff versus the run, which is why he was able to stay on the roster last year and get some opportunities and why he's still, you know, in this conversation for outside linebacker three right now. To me, I look at him as the Robert Spillane of the outside linebackers. Consistent, can play the run, um, physical. He's not going to blow any coverages, but he's limited as a rusher. I think that his best move is his long arm, his bull rush, but he's not a really powerful guy or a really explosive guy to set up that rush. So that's why he's a little a little bit more limited there. But you got to think, when we talk about young players, you're going to get guys that are good against the run and they struggle against the pass. You get guys that are good against the pass rush but struggle on the run. Prime example, Cassius Mars. Cassius Mars can rush the pass. You look at his Seattle tape, you look at him in San Fran. Heck, look at him in Chicago last year. He can rush the passer. He struggles against the run. Think us Cleveland Browns playoff game. 
They were targeting him. They said, we're going to run at Cassius because that's where he struggles at. Derek Tuska is the inversion of that. Derek, to me, is really good against the run, consistent against the run, can set the edge, can do any of the pass jobs you want. But he's going to struggle as a pass rusher. So it's kind of pick your poison sure. with Derek. You can still win with it, but it's pick your poison. It's going to be limited in the pass rushing element. But you can get away with it on first and second down. Whereas I think Hamilcar potentially could give you that upgrade mm. on Derek in the sense of physicality along with being able to rush the passer. Like I said, he showed it in this game. I just need to see if that was a flash in the pan because the first preseason game, I didn't feel as strongly about Helm Carr. But I thought that he definitely stepped it up in a major way this last game. So I want to see, could he do that again? And if he does, that'll make us feel better about what we got, you know, cooking there mm-hmm. in terms of depth at the edge rusher position. Yeah. Um, and I thought that Derek still played well in this game, but it's, it's definitely a difference. Yes. Athletically. And we talk about that ceiling. I think the Hamilcar just has a higher ceiling right there. You know, I think in the same way that it's it's fair to be encouraged by Mark Robinson with some of the concerns that, that we had talked about with depth there. Um, I, I I think now uh, with Mr. Hamilcar, you give him a nickname again. Come on, muscle give him car. You can't keep going with the muscle car, man. I know it just yeah, fell that, flat. You keep I'm going just, muscle, I'm muscle. Stuck, I'm, I'm like, stuck, yo, I'm stuck on it. The muscle is not working, man. The muscle's not working. The muscle's not working. He's not out there flexing. Mm-mm. He's not Craig Wolfley in the nah. world's strongest man competition. Mm. He's a baller, though. Wait, all right, quick quick side story real quick. <laughs> when we were down in Jacksonville, <laughs> we were down in Jacksonville for the last preseason game, right? Mm-hmm. So they have right next to where the Jags play, and you'll yeah. probably remember this as someone who who played there a few times. I might have been down there a couple times. They have the AAA baseball team that plays right next yes. right next to where the Jags play. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. You gotta love minor league baseball teams. You gotta love minor league baseball teams. They have all the minor league baseball teams. They have the best. You want to see nicknames? Minor league baseball teams undefeated. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Not just the Jacksonville Shrimp. They're jumbo. They're jumbo. Put some respect on the jumbo. jumbo (laughs) (laughs) They're broad. So one of the one of the uh, guys that normally travels with Billy Hillgrove to Mm -hmm. be his spotter. Had something going. I was moving a kid into college or something last moving weekend. Moving a I think. kid into college. What's more important, your kid yeah. going to college or Billy Hill going to be in a spotter? Preseason game. Come on, man. Jeez. So the broadcaster for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, he filled in as Billy's spotter for the preseason uh-huh. game. So he was in the booth with us. Nice guy. At one point during halftime, you know, Wolf's talking to him and Wolf's messing around with him. And, Wolf's like, you know, we, we have a lot of fun here in the booth and, and, and all these things. And he goes, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I can imagine, you know, you were probably pretty intense to play with back in the day. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, I said, well, you honestly, you should see the video of him trying to lift a 360-pound no. log at the world's strongest no, man seriously. If, if you want to be. That was crazy. So we had to bust out the video, right, that, that was that was on during video. Steelers training camp. It is legit video. Camp it's of, legit of, video. Of like 23, 24-year-old Craig Wolfley trying to lift a 360-pound log. And he gets darn close, I was about too. to say, I low-key feel like he, he does lift it. He I just, think he it's does. Not, it's, fully, he doesn't fully right, extend. It's not, it's, for the lift that they are doing by rule he needs yes. to fully lock out and extend yes. but he does he gets it up lift to his it. face and it's off of the he picks it up <laughs> oh, off the yeah. ground oh, yeah. he definitely picks it up don't worry, I must say it. so so we we in the booth we're, we're watching the video and everything right and the, the the jacksonville jumbo shrimp broadcaster is laughing and and wolf leans into him and goes hey i got fifth place in that thing just so you know <laughs> had to make sure you know Put some not only did on i compete it. at the world's strongest fifth. man all right i got fifth place i was there all right that's low-key podium. You know, I, I mean, because what? If you did Olympics, it's top six. Is it top six or eight? 
those top six. I think you're right. I think it's yeah, six. I think it's six. Hey, regardless, but either way, he's in there. Five's yeah, on yeah. He's top in five. there. Top five. Top, top five. five. Top, top, top five. Let's go. We got some tweets rolling in here. We'll get to some of those on the other side. Our Brian, our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post. He is Gazette. our Brian Backo. I like how you was going. He's our buddy. He's our, he's Brian, our Brian. He's our Brian. He's not Backo. your Brian. He's our Brian. That's right. You get your own Brian. Yeah. We got our Brian. Yeah. Uh, he will join us a little under an hour from now, about one fifteen, to close out the show uh, as he is uh, taking in practice and doing some media availability. So we'll figure out all the good stuff out of practice today uh, ahead of preseason game number three on Sunday from Brian Backo. Like I said, a little under an hour from now. So that means, right, since we're closing with Mr. Backo, uh, we will get to your tweets a little bit earlier than we usually do. So make sure you get those in at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. Duh. More as we get ready for the preseason on the other side. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. What's, wait, hold on one second. Did I just say as we get ready for the preseason? You did say that, bro. I thought we were get ready for the regular season, but it's all good. As we get ready for the preseason finale. Are you sure? We can keep getting ready for the preseason. I'm cool with that. I mean, we could treat this like this is preseason number one, and we've never seen this yeah, before. I, we can I do tell that. I'm tell you what. I'm, a little, I'm down for whatever, I was man. a little loosey-goosey with the, with, the, with the clothes there, right? With yeah. the out there, all right? It it's happens. a Friday. It's August. He's seeking comfort. It's cool. I'm seeking comfort. Mm-hmm. I had a preseason game number three. Yeah. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.